Okay, today's daf is Shabbos daf Memvav. We are on the bottom of Memhem and Beis. Amalea Bailer of Yosef. So we finished off yesterday's Gemara where there seemed to have been an agreement that even Rabbi Shimon would agree that when someone is miyached makim for something, you designate a place for an object. So then, that that makes a muksa. Just by designating it, that you designate it for a place, perhaps that's part of what we call muktzah machmas chasar and kiss. We spoke about, you know, maybe a, a clock on the wall, perhaps would have this din. It's really based on Taisvis on the next page, but it's really on this sugya. So the Gemara is going to say that is it true that when Adam is kaveya makam, when you designate something, when you designate a place for an object, does that automatically mean it is muksa? So I'm only a buyer of Yosef. I buy as Rav Yosef. I read Kilas Chasan, and we had this canopy of a Chasan, which means a bed. So if you look at your uh, your WhatsApp that I just sent you, I sent you two pictures. You have the art school version and the Masifta version. But basically, you had a bed, and there's a canopy on top going up uh, like a tent. So what's that question? So the Bryce over there says the Adam Kavela Makim that. Typically, you would leave it there. You wouldn't be moving this bed around. So it was kaveh lamakim, the same way you would be kaveh lamakim on a candelabra. You'd also be kaveh lamakim on a person's bed. Va'amar Shmuel mishmei Rabchia, and Rab Shmuel said the name Rabchia kilas chasanim muter l'nektaisa umuter l'parka b'Shabbos. You're allowed to put up the uh, the tent. You're allowed to take it down on Shabbos. Now that has nothing to do with muksa. That is simply a halacha, not so simple, but it's a halacha regarding. Building something or making a oihel, a tent. So why does that work? Since it comes to a point, we're going to learn this in sukkah as well. Since it comes to a point and that top does not have a tefach on it, that is not called a oihel. However, if it came to a, uh, if there was more than a tefach across, then it would be a problem of oil. The oil arai only also drabanan, but because it's coming to a point, that's not called a tent. So therefore, that's not aser mishum oihel. That's what the Bryce is talking about. However, the point that we're trying to say is, forget about this concept of oil. Why is it not muksa? Why not take it apart, put it back together? Shouldn't it be muksa that you're kaveil and mucking for it? So don't tell me that everyone agrees when I'm kaveil mukam for an object. It's automatically muksa. Not true. We see that this bed, we're busy figuring out, can I take it apart, put it back together on Shabbos? And no one's concerned for muksa. So El Amra Abaya, Abaya said, you're right. That's not the reason why this candelabra was muksa. The reason why it was muksa is bishel chulyais. It was made of different parts. Since it was made of many parts together, Reb Shimon would hold its usher to move it on Shabbos. We are concerned that it's going to fall. It's going to fall from your hands and it will break apart. And you're going to start building it back together on Shabbos. Being masakin keli, you're going to be making it into a keli, an iser de araisa, perhaps. And therefore, we made it, it's muksa. Rab Shimon agrees you should not move it on Shabbos. So the Gemara says, if it's true, now we brought down, this was a machlekes, Rab Yechnon and Rishlakish, regarding what Rab Shimon would hold. If it's true that we're talking about this menorah that was made up of many parts. So then my time with Rab Shimon Melakish to Shari. So why that Bryce just said this is yesterday's daf that Rish Lakish held even a, 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 a candelabra you could move it as long as it's small you could move a menorah katana why well shouldn't it be the same problem that it might fall and you might put it back together again so the Gemara says my choyos kein choyos it looks like it looks like it's made of many pieces the ispe this bachitke, it has grooves. So it has grooves, it looks like it's, uh, it's, it's 
made of many parts, even though it's one piece. So therefore what? Hilkach, look at this. Choyos, when it's made up of many pieces, whether it's a, a large a candelabra, a small one, everyone agrees, you cannot move that on Shabbos because we're afraid it's going to fall and break and you're going to put it back together again. And when it comes to a menorah, even a large menorah, even though it, does not, it is not made up of many parts, and you should think it should be mutter to carry, to, to move it on Shabbos, still it's aser. It's similar to the large candelabras, which typically were made up of many pieces. So you can't move even the large menorah, the menorah is a candlestick, even though it's not made up of many pieces, and even though it's a candlestick, still you cannot move it on Shabbos, because I'm going to confuse the large candlestick with a large candelabra, even though the large candlestick does not made of many parts, the candelabra was. And if I would move the candelabra, I would drop it and put it back together again on Shabbos. So that's why this is Moksa. Now, everybody agrees to this. Tremendous chiddush, but everybody agrees to this. Ki pligi, what's the machlekes? Beketana de ispe chitki. You have a small menorah. Uh, candlestick, and it has grooves. It does not. It's not made up of many parts. One piece, but there's grooves there. Mars of Rabbi Yechman holds Gazrinon. Make a gzera that I might that this I might confuse this with a large candelabra that had many parts to it, and I would end up putting it back together on Shabbos. Okay, I'll blame my wife. <laughs> my computer. Never blame your wife. Um, using a computer. Okay, so I'm going to. What do I have to? I'm going to confuse this menorah, which is made up of one piece. I'm going to confuse this with my small pieces. Uh, you know the the many parts candelabra, and I might put that together back on Shabbos if I would drop it. So therefore. It is Muksa. That is Shitas Rab Yoichnon. Elmar Savar Meish Lakish holds Loi Gazrin, and there's no Gzera. So the Ritva, and if Shragi Smith was at the daf today, so he cannot be, but Mertz Hashem will come back soon. But if he was here, he would ask, what do you mean? Isn't this like Gzera, like Gzera, like Gzera? So the truth is, the Ritva asked this question. Many of the Rishonim are bothered by that. That how could Rab Yoichnon, how could Rab Yoichnon be so extreme that you can make these Gzeras out to Gzeras? So it's talk about a very good question. But we, the answer always is, that's all one gezera. So that, that would be the response to this. Okay. So the Gemara says, Does Rabbi Yechonon, is he so machmer that he holds like the halachas like Rabbi Yehuda? So this is going back to Memheim Abayz, where we said that Rabbi Yechonon paskin that the halachas like Rabbi Yehuda. So we're asking another, another question on that statement. Does Rabbi Yechonon really hold that the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda when it comes to Moksa, Va'amra Rabbi Yechonon, halacha kista Mishnah. Rabbi Yechonon holds, in general, that the halacha is like a stam Mishnah. What does a stam Mishnah mean? It means you, look, you take out a Mishnah, yes? you open a Mishnah, and it just tells you what the halacha is. It doesn't say Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Kiv, it doesn't say any names there, just a stam Mishnah. So if the, the author of the Mishnah didn't tell us who it was, it must be that we agree to it. So this is the opinion of Rabbi Yechonon, that we always pass in like a stam Mishnah. So I'm Rabbi Yechonon, and our famous Mishnah from uh, Kalim that we just mentioned in a previous daf, that yet a Muchni Shalab, we're talking about a wagon. So the Muchni Shalab is Machihi, Bizman Shehi Nishmetes, when it could be removed from the wagon, 
Ain Khibr law, so it's not considered attached to it, to be Makabatuma, Vain Yadis Ima, you don't measure with it forty sa to figure out how big this Kali is, Vain Matalisma Bayala Mace, it's not saved with it uh, when it's what Tamas Oil doesn't protect things that are laying on top of it, Vain Garunisa, Bashabis, Bisman Shiishlah Mice, and you cannot uh, drag it, you cannot wheel it on Shabbos when there is money on it. Now, again, we're only pulling out this last part. So it sounds like Rab Shimon, Bisman Shiishla Mice. When there's money on it, you cannot move it. Let's say there's no longer money on it. It fell off the wagon, fell off the wheel. The halacha would be, you are allowed to move it. So this is a stam mission. It doesn't say Rabbi Shimon's name here. It says, the Mishnah just says it. So what does that sound like? Shitas Rabbi Shimon, that there is no muksa of, of that we said that once it's muksa, at one point over Shabbos, it's muksa the entire Shabbos. Migu That is the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda. This Mishnah says, only if... The money's still currently on the wheel. Once it goes off the wheel, it's mutter. Even though it was there, still, it's only usher when it's actually on the wheel. And this sounds like Shita's Rab Shimon. So, what's the question? How could Rabbi Yechanan, Paskin, like Rabbi Yehuda, that there's muksa in this case? Rabbi Yechanan told us, Halacha Kistam Mishnah. The Halacha is like a Stam Mishnah. Who's the Stam Mishnah here, Rab Shimon? So, it can't be. How could you say that Rabbi Yechonon passes like Rabbi Yehuda? So I'm Rabbi Zera. Rabbi Zera said we have to reinterpret this Mishnah to fit, to align with the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda. Tehei Mishnah Seinu, Shaloi Hoyu Oleha Mois Koben Hashmashas. Rabbi Yehuda agrees that let's say money, someone put your, uh, your car keys, I don't know, or you put your car keys on your stender, but you did it on Shabbos. You didn't do it Ben Hashmashas. Two hours after, after uh, Shabbos started, you put something on your table. You, you realize you had mooks in your pocket, you put it on your table. So even though it's, it, was, it was there at some point, once it gets knocked off, your table is not muksa. Rabbi Yehuda agrees to that. Rabbi Yehuda's chiddish is that if it was there, ben ashmashas, if it was there, ben ashmashas, so that's the onset of Shabbos, so that's called muksa. So we're going to reinterpret this Mishnah. When the Mishnah says, uh, when the Mishnah says that when the money was on the wheel, you're, you're not going to move it. However, if it falls off, you could move it. That is specifically when it wasn't there, Ben Hashmashas. And I'm going to reinterpret the Mishnah. Why? I don't want to fight with Rabbi Yechonon. I don't want to ruin what Rabbi Yechonon said, that Rabbi Yechonon holds Stam, Halachas Kistam Mishnah. So I'd rather reinterpret the Mishnah, the Mishnah specifically saying when there was no money on the wheel during Ben Hashmashas. Okay, so far so good. So we're, we're still, we could still say that Rabbi Yechonon holds like Rabbi Yehuda. Okay, now we're still continuing what the Amiram used to do regarding Muksa. Do they go like Rabbi Yehuda? Do they go like Rabbi Shimon? So let's see, I'm Rabbi Shimon. Levi, Pamachas, Halach, Rabbi, the Diyospora. So one day Rabbi went to a Diyospora. Sounds like a Diaspora band. So uh, he went somewhere to the Diyospora. Vahira b'menoira kireb Shimon b'ner. And he paskind that you are that it sounds like it's mutter, he, pa- he paskin something about menorah, kirab shimon benar, the same way shimon holds by a nar, he paskin by a menorah. So the Gemara says like this, what does that mean? Iboilu, they asked the question, haira b'menorah kirab shimon benar lehetera, was he mako? The same way shimon holds, that a candle after it was extinguished, it is mutter to move it, so was that when we said haira b'menorah, that he paskin like, Rab Shimon, by Menorah, Lehetero, I don't know. Maybe it was two different things. 
Maybe he passed kinetic when it comes to a menaira that looks like it has it's made of many pieces. He was machmer, right? And kirab shimin bener latera. Kirab shimin bener latera. And he also passed like Reb Shimon when it came to a candle lehetera. So we're not sure. So the Gemara says teku. We had this funny line: the hira kirab shimin hira kirab shimin bener. So two ways of learning that. Either meaning he was mako, that everything's mutter, or he was machmer by a menaira, because it, there's grooves, it looks like it's made of many pieces, you might end up breaking it and putting it back together on Shabbos. That's le'isura, v'k'rabshim b'nera le'hatera. That's the Gemara, so the Gemara says, teku, we'll let it stand. Rav Malchia ikla lebe Rav Simloi. Rav Malchia went to the house of Rav Simloi. The tiltal shraga. This is Shabbos, and he tiltal shraga. He moved this candle after it was extinguished. He starts moving the lighter, you know, back to the kitchen. He go paskening like Rav Shimon, and the ikpad Rav Simloi. Rav Simloi got, got upset at him. He said, "No, you shouldn't be doing that." Obviously, Rav Simloi did not hold like Rav Shimon. He held like Rabbi Yehuda. Another story: Rabbi Yosi Galila. So this Rabbi Yossi went to the house of Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Hanina, Tiltal Shraga. He also was moving this uh, candlestick. The Ikb Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Hanina. So it sounds like he went to his house and he's moving the candlestick by 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 the host's home, and and uh, he got upset at him. Rabbi Vo, Rabbi Vo had a very interesting shita. So when he went to the town of Rabbi Shuban Levi, in his town, have him a Tiltal Shraga. He had no problem. He would move his candle after it extinguished. No problem. When he went to the place of Rabbi he would not move the candle, seemingly going with the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda. So the Gemara says, what did he hold like? What's going on here? If he holds the Rabbi Yehuda and he's machmir, that you cannot move the candle once it, even after it has gone out. So the other Rabbi Yehuda, she machmir all the time. So why, when he was in the whole, in the place of Rabbi Shuman Levi, was he able to move his candle? And he Rabbi Shimon Svirale, love a Rabbi Shimon. Let him be machmir. Let him be make like Rabbi Shimon across the board. So the Gemara says la'olam, very important halacha. La'olam Rabbi Shimon Svirale. He really held like Rabbi Shimon. However, Mishum Kvoidoi, the Rabbi Yechanan, for Kavod Rabbi Yechanan, Hud Lehava Avid. When he was in the place of Rabbi Yechanan, he didn't want to go against the, either the Psak of that place or the Psak of Rabbi Yechanan himself, and therefore he would be Machmir in the, uh, in, in the town of Rabbi Yechanan. But really, he really held like Rabbi Shimon, and he would have been Mekel, extra Chumrah, when he was in the place of Rabbi Yechanan. Okay, I'm Rabbi Yehuda. Shraga de Mishra, when you have a candle that was that was uh, used with oil, Shari le Tatula. That so this is Rabbi Shimon's opinion. Obviously, you're allowed to move this candle once it has gone out. However, the nafta. So nafta was this naft. Mayor Roberts kept saying it was a uh, uh, kerosene. I don't know for sure what, what this was, but some type of naft. And we know from Bamem Malikin that it's it has a very bad smell. So Asla Tatula. It's disgusting. So there, Rabbi Shimon agrees you cannot move it even after the candle has gone out. You cannot move this candlestick because it had this nafta in it and it stinks and nobody's going to use it. Now, Rabbi Rav Yosef, Da'amri Tavayu, nope, the nafta, nami shari litaltula. Nafta, you could also move it. 
no problem. Since you could use it, since you could use it to cover a open bottle. You could, you could use it to cover a keli. This is like a classic example of we're finding some use for that item. You know, when we discuss, when you get into the real intricacies of Hilchus Muksa, so you try to figure out, is there a heter use for this item? So many of the person discuss, can I use it to cover a bottle of wine? This is the, the, the Gemara's example. The classic example today, in the contemporary, we're gonna use these things to cover things, would you use it as a, a bookmark, you know? Let's say a pen. You would use a pen as a bookmark, right? To tell me I use it to write doesn't help me. That's klisha malach del iser. You're trying to find a heter use for this item. So usually, if you use it as a book, as a as a placeholder, a bookmark to hold down your newspaper, something that is to hold down a tablecloth, that's just a, a heter use for something, even if it's not really a hush of a use, but something it's still usable. Wouldn't that be like rocks? I mean, which are like the classic example of something that's like totally 100% muksa. I mean, people use rocks for all sorts of stuff. Bookmarks, hold down books, hold down tablecloths, whatever. But like, right. there's no, no for sure. For that, so the, the truth is, this Gemara actually asked that question. The next few lines really touches upon that. And you're going to see that a rock is different. A rock was never, didn't start out as a keli. The rock was a rock, right? As opposed to, let's say, you had something which was a keli, which has other uses for it, which might not be mutter now, or maybe it lost the ability to, to use it for the original use. Can I still use it for something else? As opposed to a rock was never, you know, was never intended. It was never, it was just a rock, you know. As opposed, maybe if, if you throw it at police cars, I don't know. Maybe then it's uh, it's not muksa. <laughs> so uh, okay, so that's a good shayla. Okay, um, next. But you're going to see, Adam, this is, this is not sure, the, the Gemara is going to touch upon your, your question. So Rav Avia Ikl Lebe Rava. So there's another story here. Rav Avia went to the house of Rava. His shoes were full of mud. So what did he do? ACV Apuria. He put it on the, on, on the bed. Kami de Rava. On the bed or on the couch. He puts his dirty shoes on the couch, right? Winter in Minnesota. And people, you know, come with the dirty boots on your white carpet. There you go. So Ikpad Rava. Rava was not exactly too thrilled about this. So Baal Litzaure. So you have to try to understand what this means. He wanted to bother him, like get him back. So how did he get him back? So he didn't, uh, you know, he, he asked him questions in Halacha, trying to catch him. The Chassam Sefer has a fascinating shot. We won't go through it. What exactly he was trying to catch him with and how he would have basically told him you could, you could have used something that you would think is muksa to clean your boots. The Chassam Sefer has a whole cheshbon of what he was trying to do here, but let's see. Let's just go several pshat. So Amalei, so Rabbi asked Rabbi Avia, my time, what's the reason that, and this is why the Gemara brought it here, what's the reason that Rabbi Rav Yosef, the Amitavayu, they both said that Shraga the Nafta, that you had this candlestick from Nafta, uh, this Naft, Nami Sharilat Atula, you could still move the candle, even though it smells, and you would think nobody's gonna use it for anything. So why, in fact, with a mekel, that you're allowed to use it once it goes out? So You can use it to cover something. Now, what would you use it for? So, interesting, this is, this is a Yiddish Echat, Rabbeinu Hananel says, you could use it to cover your bottle of naft. Whatever naft smelled like, you obviously had it in your house, you used it as, as fuel, so... You could take this stick and use that as a cover for that bottle. You're not going to use it to cover your uh, your cream cheese, you know, because it stinks. But you could use it to cover your your bottle of na- of naft. Fine. So 
That was Rav Avia's response to Rava. So Rava says, So called Swarish Shebachatzer, all stones, all all rocks in the chatzim are talkalid. You should be able to move. Since it's you're able to cover a keli with it. This is Adam's question. Every single rock I could technically use to cover things. So I'm a lay. So this is what Rav was trying to hop him with. So I'm a lay. So Rav, he, he, so Rav Avia responded, you didn't get me. Two different things. Ha, the nair of naft ikaturis kliolau. That has a chashivos of a keli. That's called a keli. But honey, but but pebbles, like a terrace, klialin, doesn't have the chashivas of a kli, it's just regular stones. And since it's regular stones, usur betilto, there's a concept of being miyacheted. Let's say you have a uh, a brick in the back of your, you know, your backyard. You have you have a brick or a stone to, to prop open a door. So there, you designated it for that. You have it to, to open a window. So of course, there are ways to, to take a stone and be miyacheted for for. Uh, Shabbos use. But other than that, a regular stone is not considered muchan. It's not, it doesn't have a kli. It's not called a kli. And therefore, everyone agrees it's muksa. It's called muksa machmas uh, gufa. There's no, there's no use for it unless you designated it. So even though technically I could use it to cover, to cover something, it's a stone as opposed to something that really intrinsically is a keli. So it's chashiv. We'll try to find him, you know, another job. You know, you have a, you have a, yeah. So, I mean, so can you actually do that? Like, let's say you're having a kiddush outside, guy willing to shove kiddushes again. And uh, you say you want to make sure your tablecloths don't blow off. So you say you have a pile of stones. You say these stones I'm designated to put on the corners of the tablecloths so, so they don't blow off. I mean, A, can you do that? And B, even if you can, is that like a little bit of like, uh, I, uh, like a little bit of like, uh, Harama? You, know, you know, something where people would be like, oh, he obviously covered them the day before. So maybe, you know, would it be Maris Ayin? So two things. So first of all, yes, there's definitely a way to be miyachedit. We're going to see, maybe not now, maybe later on, we'll see what do I have to do to be miyachedit. Do I have to be miyachedit for this Shabbos? Do I have to actually do an action by showing that I'm doing it? Do I have to do it forever that this rock will always be to prop open my window? We'll see. It depends how normal it is to use these things. We'll see exactly. But definitely, if you if you ask a Shiloh Friday afternoon, there's definitely an Eitzah. And as far as your question of of uh, Maris Ayin. So Moshe Feinstein has a fascinating chuba where he used to, it seem, seemingly used to get a ride from yeshiva to, or from his home to yeshiva, famous chuba every Friday right before Shabbos. And someone asked him and he printed, Moshe, for some reason Moshe doesn't really print the names, doesn't always print the names of the people that asked him this question. He felt there was nothing wrong with printing this name. So he prints the name of the person that asked him and the person asked him, isn't it uh, Maris Ayin? It looks like you're being Mechal Shabbos. By, by, you know, getting in a car right before Shabbos. So Moshe says, first of all, the 18 minutes, he argues in the Mishabur. The Mishabur says that, that there's a halachic reason why we should start Shabbos 18 minutes before sunset. Many have the minog, women, 20 minutes, whatever, 18, 20 minutes before sunset. The Mishabur holds, actually, it's, it's a, interesting, we never, we never discussed this. The, 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 it's a shittas of the Uraim that Shkia is either 14, 14 minutes, 18 minutes before visible sunset, and for Shabbos we should be machmer on it. Ramosha says, no, we, we don't pass like that. Shabbos is shkia. However, women have this extra hither, Tosefis Shabbos, of being Makamba Shabbos from 18 minutes. So men don't have to do that, and luckily you could still be taking a shower, and this Friday you could be shaving, because uh, this Shabbos is Rosh Chodesh, so you could be shaving up until shkia. Is that recommended? I don't know. But 
Technically, you could go all the way to Shkira. So he says, I, you're going to tell me it's Marasayan? It's not Marasayan. You don't know the halacha. It's not Marasayan if you don't know the halacha. So there's a way to designate rocks for, for, uh, for use. So it's not, a, it's, not a, it's not so odd for someone to use it on Shabbos. However, the, the, the end of that story was Amosha said, since you called me out on it, I'll be makbed. I'll be machmer. I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll get to yeshiva earlier. Very interesting uh, tshuva. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to discuss that. But those were um, those were pointed rocks, very specific size. Look at your art school from, where was it? We had it just now, just recently. I was talking about the, the yeah. Look at art school. It explains to you why those specific rocks were, were designated for that use. All right? Okay. Fine. So that was the, uh, that was the Gemara. So Rav Avia tells Rava, at the end of the day, like a Torah's Kliyalin, there's no Torah's Kliyalin in it, and therefore, rocks are muksa. But when you have a Kali, as long as it's theoretically, it's usable for something, you'll cover your bottle of, 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 of Neft, then that is not called muksa. So Mila Tanya, and he brings a Raya. It says, Hashirim, Hashirim, Vanizamim, Vahataboy, they have all these types of rings, nose rings, that women are, Halach is, it's actually a Perak, we're going to learn this soon, by Isha. Uh, what a woman could go out with on Shabbos. So there's a halacha, they, they cannot wear jewelry on Shabbos. We'll see why Lamaisa today were mako. Why exactly were mako? How can women wear jewelry? But over there, the Gemara discusses that they're going to take it off, show it to their friends. So, the que- so over there, these kalim, you are allowed to move them. It sounds like you're allowed to wear it in your home, you just can't wear it in Rishos Harabim. So, you're allowed to move it in the Chatzar. Why could you move this? Isn't it the typical use is for uh, wearing it on Shabbos? And that would be muksa. And hoil ve'ika, so his tarot was, hoil ve'ika, we'll get to the more discussion when we get to the parak. But either way, he says, the reason why it's not muksa, hoil ve'ika teres kli alau. Since it has the teres kli, it's considered a keli. So therefore, it's not muksa, even though theoretically you would say it should be muksa since I can't wear it outside maybe inside we'll see that there's a discussion in the Rishayim can you wear it inside but still it's not muksa hoyl v'ika teres klila so Rabbi is just bringing a raya that even when I would think something's muksa as long as it's teres klila it's mutter to move it so to wear hachanami by this candle this candlestick you would be allowed to move it. So I'm Rav Nachman Yitzchak. So Rav Nachman Yitzchak just, just makes one point after saying over the story, Brich Rachmanos, like Baruch Hashem, to like Kasefe Rava the Rav Avia, that Rava was not able to embarrass Rav Avia. So Hashem like saved Rava from this sin. We're going to see the Gemara in Chulun discusses that a Kaddish Baruch who doesn't allow the Tzadikim to sin. Even Behemton Shel Tzadikim, famous stories with the, the Hamar of Pinchas Ben Ya'ir. We'll get to that, the first parak of Chulin. Okay, next sugya. Back, back to, to Rav Shimon's Shita in Muxa. So it seems like Rav Shimon is always makele by Muxa. So we'll see. Rami lay Abaya Larava. So Abaya asked the following question to Rava. Tanya, we learned in a Brisa, Moiser Hashem and Shabanar, Vishabakara, Aser. That the leftover oil that's in the Nair and the candlestick or it's in the bowl, Aser, you cannot move that on Shabbos. That is Shita's Rav Yehuda. Rav Shimon Matir. So Rav Shimon holds its mutter. Amo, Le Rav Shimon Leslie Muxa. That Rav Shimon does not hold of Muksa, which, again, this is not a chiddish to us. We know this. We've been discussing this the last few dafin. Or a minute, I'll ask you a stira. 
Mesech was beitzah daf chavav a mishnah. Rab Shimon Oimer kol she'ein mumay nikram erev yantim. So we're talking about a a bechar behema. So a bechar behema, you if you were an owner of a bechar behema, you you don't have to wait for it to get a mum, but there was a there was a way out of Kedushas Bechar, and that is if the animal gets a mum. If it gets a blemish, then it no longer has Kedushas Bechar. So the mission over there in Beitz is discussing you're allowed to shecht an animal on Yantif. The question was, let's say it got a mum before Yantif, but it wasn't nicker, or you know, it fell into a bar on Yantif, all these different cases. So Shimon says, Kol She'ein Mumai Nikr Me'erev Yantif. If the mum was not recognizable from Erev Yantif already, that it was called a mum, like you had to have a shaila here, the, 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 you have to have a, a psak. Now, it was, a, it was expertise to know mumin in animals. So if you didn't have a psak from Erev Yantif already, and it wasn't nicker that there was a mum here, ain't zem in a muchan. That's not considered prepared. You, you're going to still assume it has kedushas bachar, and therefore you cannot shecht it on Yantif. Now, Rab Shimon is saying, there's muksa here, meaning even if the rabbi shows up and he says, no problem, there's no, there's, or, I'm sorry, he says there, there's a mum here. Still, I wouldn't be able to shecht in Ayantav because it wasn't muchan. So you see the Rabbi Shimon holds of muksa, right? Was there a question? Okay. So the Gemara says, hachi hashta. How could you compare this? Hasam, when it comes to a candle. A person's sitting there, he's anticipating when is this candle going to go out? I need some more oil for my, uh, for my salad. When it comes to the mum, when a person's waiting on Yantif when a mum's going to come, and, and even if, uh, what well, Amar is going to say, he's going to say, what he's going to say is, even if there is a, even if, this person's anticipating a mum. So you need a bunch of things. So first of all, me, Yemar, the Nafal Beimuma. How is he supposed to know if there's a mum going to come on in Ayantif? And Vintim, Salaimar, the Nafal Beimuma. Yes, there will, there will be a mum. It's going to fall. So me, Yemar, the Nafal Beimum Kavua. There's halachas of mum Kavua. We're going to have almost Sechlis Bechairis, figuring out what is considered a mum by a Bechar. And Vintim, Salaimar, the Nafal Beimum Kavua. And even if it got really hurt and it's a mum Kavua, me, Yemar, the Mizdakig Lechacham. How do I know that there's going to be a chacham that's going to be here at a paskin and spend the time looking, analyzing my animal? It's so far-fetched. There's going to be a mum, a mum kavua, chacham there. That is already not in the realm of your thought coming into Yantif. However, when a person lights his Shabbos candles or Yantif candles, so or, sure, or at the end of the day, you know it's going to last two and a half hours. I'm waiting for it to go out. So I can use this for other things. So don't ask me kashas from... From Bukhairis. Mesiv Rami Barchama, another Kasha. We're gonna see later on. Mefir Nadarim, Bishabis. You're allowed to do hafaris nadarim. So if a, if a woman or, a, or, a, or a, someone's daughter makes a nadar, so there's a concept of hafaris nadarim. The husband could uh, be, be made for nadar because there's a concept based on sukkim that a husband's in charge of what comes out of his wife's mouth. I guess just an hilchas nadarim. So you're allowed to do that on Shabbos if it's a Tzarek Shabbos. Vinishalin le nedarin shehin letzarek Shabbos, and even a regular neder. If someone has a neder and letzarek Shabbos, they need to be uh, mater neder, whatever the shaila would be. Halacha is you're allowed to be mater neder on Shabbos, even though typically there's an iser derabanan of holding court, you know, on Shabbos. Perhaps it's a that a person might write. We'll see that Mishnah and Beitzah. 
You let it do these on Shabbos. So, so, so the Gemara says, "I'm I. Why do we say you are you are allowed to?" Now, what would the question be? The question would be is that a neder is typically on an object. So let's say a, a woman said she made a hatar, she made a neder. She's not eating this cake. She not have any benefit from this cake. Okay, and then she has harata. Cake looks good. So her husband could do hatar. She could do hataras darm or hafaras darm. So hold on a second. When she made this neder right before Shabbos, so in her mind she's not eating this cake. So how could you tell me that her husband could do it? Either way, it doesn't help. It's muksa for her. The same way we said by Bukhar. It's so odd that the 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 rav's gonna come and paskins. Why do we say the same thing? Amai lemami yemer. Who said her husband's going to pay attention to this nether and start being made for nether? How does she know? She has no confidence that it's going to happen. So the cake should still be muksa. So why are you telling me it could be matur nether on Shabbos, made for nether? It's not going to help me. It should be muksa. Isn't that the same theory, the same logic that who said the husband's going to be, be a made for nether? Slimar said, no. Hasan kedera pinchus mishmei derava. Damra pinchus mishmei derava. Kol hanaideris. Any woman that makes a nether, aldas baila hinaideris. Her whole nether, we learned this from Sukkim, Mesechlis Nadarim, her whole nether is based on the fact that she's going to ask her husband if he agrees to it. So the whole thing is based on her husband, so obviously he's going to spend the time and he'll be, possibly be made for her nether, if you look in the Chumash, it sounds like it's a responsibility of the husband to be made for neder. If you look look in the in, in the Pesukim there, it's a fascinating uh, 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 vart on the parsha there that you would think that it's like a husband's right that the husband has a right to to be made for neder. If you look at the words, it's not a right; it's a it's a responsibility. You know, people sometimes confuse the two rights versus responsibilities. It's the responsibility of the husband to make sure his wife doesn't mess herself up with her debar with her words, and it's a responsibility of his. To be made for nedarim. So either way, we learn out from from Sukkim that kol nedaris aldas baile nedaris. Don't tell me it's muksa. She didn't assume she's going to be eating this cake on Shabbos. She knew her husband's going to take care of her. She'll be able to eat this cake on Shabbos. So therefore, not a question. So Tashma, what about the second part? Nishalom nedarim shall tarech Shabbos b'Shabbos. Forget about how far is nedarim between a husband and wife. What about regular neder? A person made a neder that he's not eating chalant. Okay, so now he's in shul. Chalon smells good. He wants to be matanet. It takes three people. Let's be matanet. So am I... Why don't we say the same thing? Lema miyemar demizdakeg lechacham. Who's going to say that he's going to have a chacham to be to be matanet? For in the same way by Bechar, we said, you're not going to get a chacham, or at least you're not going to assume you're going to get a chacham. Why don't we say the same thing when it comes to Hataras and Darm. So the Gemara says, Hasam Eloy Mizdakig Lechacham Sagilay Bishloy Shehed Yaitos. If you don't have a chacham, halacha is, and we do this every... Rosh Hashanah, Erev Rosh Hashanah, three head yartas. In shul, everybody turns around, they find three people, and you start doing Hatar Sadarim. Your siblings, all these different things. We're very mako by Hatar Sadarim. So that's why you can't say who's he going to find. Of course, I'll find three people. It's not a big deal. Hacha, mi yemar demizdakele chacham. You need an expert for a mum kavua. By Bechar, you need an expert. So it wasn't so typical that you're going to find this expert. But Hatar Sadarim, halacha is you're allowed to use three head yartas. So that comes up Rosh Hashanah time. Additionally, there is uh, we, we we recently had at least two applications that I'm aware of where this was, this was coming up. One of them was there was there was a discussion uh, amongst many rabbanim recently regarding tefillas kalim. So many of the kalim mikvayos are closed. So some of the rabbanim in America 
felt that we should invoke the Psak of Rav Shleim Azam and Orbach, Zetzal, that if a person cannot get to the mikvah you, uh, for, for their kalim, so you could be, you could be a mafgir, you could make your kalim hefker. So the question is, first of all, you do it on the phone, and halakhali, you could do it on the phone, and you only, you don't need three rabbanim. Now, it's wise to have three rabbanim there so they'll actually pay attention to what you're saying, as opposed to having the phone in one hand and doing other things, but halakhically, you could, you could use a head yet, so that, that, that came up as well. Not the same halakha as Hatar Sadarim, but a similar concept. And we actually had it by Hatar Sadarim as well. So many, many people were more makel this year in Hilchus Pesach than they were in years past. So the question was asked, if a person has a minog, a hanhaga taiva, and they didn't say bli neder, so you have to do hataras nadarim prior to being, being more makel. So it really depends. Many things that people were asking about, you know, someone said, I never kashered my counters. I always covered it, because I was never home for yantiv, so I never kashered it. Do I have to do hataras nadarim? So to that I said, do it, let's say you went to a hotel every year. So if you do a Taurus and Darm, then now I'm not going to the hotel. Anything that you, weren't, you just didn't do, that's not called a Hanhaga Taiva. But let's say a person had a Chumrah that's based in Halacha. One of the, one of the examples was, many have a minog based on the Gra, not to sell Chametz. So this year, Rabbanim told them, you should sell your Chametz, don't buy less before Pesach, so you have to go to the store a bunch of times right before Pesach, just whatever you have, just keep. Or, you know, they were concerned that people would be, you know, crowding the stores after Pesach. No, so you, you should sell your chametz this year. That's a, that's a valid question. Because halachically, there is a reason why a person would be machmer not to sell their chametz. It's a harama, perhaps. Again, the chasam server says, don't be moitzi laz and anyone that sells their chametz. But not everyone agreed to it from the onset. So that's, that's definitely a hanhaga that's based on a halachic source. So the question was, do you have to do a taras nadarim for that? So some Paiskim said, yes, do it on the phone. You used to be hadyotas. However, many of the Paiskim felt that this is unnecessary. There is a shita of the Noide Behuda in his notes on Shulchanar called the Dagom Revava. And he says that let's say, when, let's say this is an unusual situation. He talks about choyli, a, a, a different situation. Then that was not part of your original uh, nether. So, so many Paiskim said, but COVID-19 was not part of your original Hanaga. Anything that's uh, abnormal is not part of your typical nether. So that's why many Paiskim felt you don't need to do Atar Sadarim. And that was the Psaq that, that, that I gave people who asked me. But some Rabbanim said, no, do Atar Sadarim on the phone. You have this Gemara right here. It's, it's Sagile Bishleisha Head Yoytois. Okay, one more piece. Rabbi Abayah Rav Yosef. Abayah asked Rav Yosef, Mi Amar Rav Shimon, Kavsa Mutla is it true that Rav Shimon is the one that holds, that really there's no muksa, that once the candle goes out, you're allowed to move it, but kafsa in like kafsa light, that only when it went out am I allowed to move it, but like kafsa, if it didn't go out, if it's still burning light, I'm not allowed to move it on Shabbos, my timer, what's the reason? What's muksa here? So it must be that Dilma Bahadadinakalu, the problem would be is that when you're touching this candle to move it, kafsa, it's going, perhaps it's going to extinguish. And that's how we learned the Gemara, that you have a, a, a candle, you don't want to be messing with it, handling it, it might get extinguished, and therefore, there's a concern for that, and that's why it's muksa. So hold on a second. Who are we talking about here? Reb Shimon. So this is probably for the 10th time already in Sechta Shabbos, just keep remembering this. Hashamin we once heard, the Reb Shimon da'amar dover she'in miskavein is mutter. If you don't have kavana to do the act, to do the uh, malacha, it's mutter. So this person doesn't want to extinguish it. So big deal. He handled a candle, and this time it went out. So what? So it's mutter. It's mutter to move the candle regarding extinguishing the flame. 
So why is the Muksa? Tatani Rab Shimon Amir and Goyer Adam Kisi Mita Vasafsu Vachli Yiskavin Lasso is Haritz. A person's allowed to move his chair, this bench, as long as he doesn't have in mind to make a hole in the ground. So the Gemara says, Kol Hecha, so this is interesting, we, we didn't see this yet. So Kol Hecha Dechimachavin, when a person has Kavana to do the act, you want to turn on the light, Ika Isura Daraisa. That's Isura Daraisa. But Kiloi Mechavin, when you do not have Kavana, you open the door and the light turned on, so then. Gazer Rabbi Shimon mid So, in that case, if turning on the light itself would be an Isra Daraisa, so doing it without Kavana would be an Isra Darabanan. However, let's say it was a LED light or a fluorescent light. Okay, well, we'll get to that a different time. It was an LED light. And when, if you would turn it on, it would probably only be an Isra Darabanan. So if that goes on, and it's Dover Shinim Eschavin, then Rab Shimon would say it's Mutter. So, interesting, we didn't see this until now, and we'll see why, that we're differentiating between what you're doing. When we said that Rab Shimon holds Dover Shinim Eschavin is Mutter, that's only when the Isra would have been an Isra Daraisa, which is a Pella, because isn't pulling a bench making a Haritz an Isra Daraisa? But either way, the Gemara asks another question. The Gemara says, Mace of Rava, how can you tell me that Rab Shimon's only mut, only makel? By Yisurun Durabanon, and by an Issa Daraisa, you would hold it as an Issa Durabanon to do a Dabr Shinim Mishavin. However, we had this back on Dav Chavches, Chavtes, a mission on Kalayim. Moich Reksos, those that are selling clothing, working in the suit store, so they're allowed to sell Moich and they could wear their Yugo Boss suit. That's how they would sell it. Today, you don't need to do that, so you shouldn't wear it, but they would... They, they would sell it, you know, while it was on them. So they could wear the suit. As long as you, you are, don't have specific intent to block out the sun in, in the sunny days, it's cold or it's rainy, you want to protect yourself because then it would be, you're getting hung up from it. And the people that were Bitsina, they were, they were uh, more... They were more machmir, so mafshilim ba and we had this before. They would put one sleeve on a peg, and they would only be wearing one sleeve, so they would be more machmir. But either way, halachically, din, you're allowed to wear this clothing, even though there's muks, there's shatnas in it. Shatnas is an iser deraisa, right? We know we have many a few psukim in the Torah that tell shatnas is iser deraisa, and still Rav Shimon holds it's mutter. Rav Shimon says if there's no kavana, mutter lechatila. Don't tell me this deraisa, derabanan, LED lights, incandescent lights, nothing going on here. At the end of the day, Rav Shimon holds davar she'ena mischavin is mutter. So El Amarava, Rava says, Hanach Lenar Shemin Upsila Hoyle Dinasa Basis Ledavara Asra. The famous words. When you have a candle, so the actual flame itself is muksa. Why is that muksa? So the Akhwarim try to figure out why it's muksa. We'll get that in a moment. But once the flame is muksa, the candlestick is a basis, it's a base for the muksa item, the ner. Not because if I move it, it's going to get extinguished. Nothing going, nothing to do with that. It's that since this is a buses to something that's usser, that is muksa. We had this, Rav Shimon agreed, when I have money on the wheel, halacha is, it's muksa, right? There's a buses, the wheel is a buses to the money. So to over here, when the candlestick is a buses to the ner, to the candle, the flame, that is considered muksa. So the Achorinim tried to look at the, uh, the Mepharshim here, they try to figure out what is muksa about a flame. Some say that there's no use to a flame, so that's muksa mechmas gufoi. 
some say there's no there's no essence of a flame. It's just it's just a fire, but there's nothing nothing there. Similar way, some learn that nobody it's not the derech to use a flame for anything. It's you're gonna burn yourself. Whatever the situation is, everyone agrees that the flame itself is muksa and the candlestick is a basis the davar aser. So this is where this concept of basis the davar aser comes from. Okay, so just to, tomorrow's daf is a little shorter. So there was a request to maybe go through just some of the halachas of muksa. Again, there's a lot more to learn as we go through Shas, but perhaps just to maybe do a, uh, an introduction after learning all this, just we'll, we'll spend a few minutes just to, just to clarify the Machlekes, Rabbi Hudu, Rabbi Shimon, and how that comes up, Halacha Lamaisa. Okay, have a good night.